You're listening to The Beauty of Vanity Now, a unique podcast series created by Beauty Papers magazine in collaboration with Harvey Nichols. In the series, we talk to some of the most influential artists and opinion makers from the beauty world about their views on the beauty of vanity now. Your host is Beauty Papers editor Carl Pluka, whose career spans over 20 years in the beauty and fashion industry. This episode, we're joined by Dr. Yanis Alexandrides, an American and British board-certified plastic surgeon specialising in cosmetic surgery and based in Harley Street. He's lectured all over the world and is a pioneer of scientific thinking, developing new techniques for skin and skin care, launching his specialist range, 111 Skin, in 2012. Welcome, Dr. Yanis. Um, you're the last person I'll be talking to in our podcast series for Beauty Papers. And I have to say, I'm really, I've been really looking forward to speaking to you. What you do is a subject that really fascinates me. And I'm kind of obsessed with medical aesthetics and skincare and products and treatments. And I probably am looking forward to having my first bit of surgery eventually. Um, But let's talk about that later. So what I want to begin by talking about is a little bit about your background. Um, I believe you come from a family of doctors. So I wanted to ask you, um, what drew you towards specialising in facial reconstructive surgery? Well, first of all, thank you for the invitation. It is a a pleasure pleasure. to to be here too (laughs) (laughs) and to meet you. Um, I do come from a family of uh, doctors and um, as it goes, uh, you are getting influenced by um, the discussions you hear growing up as a child. Uh, Both my mother and my father uh, are doctors. And I have to say I had great respect for the profession. I think it's great what doctors do, uh, the kind of uh, work they give to the patients and so on. Uh, However, I decided to differentiate from uh, the specialty of my parents and Mm -hmm. um, take on on what was back then in Greece uh, a very new specialty, uh, plastic and reconstructive surgery. Uh, As I saw that there was a need uh, for trained doctors in that field, Mm -hmm. um, it also happened at that point when I was already in medical school to Uh, oversee the uh, accident of a friend of mine who needed reconstructive surgery. Mm -hmm. And that got me even more interested in the specialty. Okay. And where did you do your training? I did medical school training in Greece, in Athens. Right. And after that, I did uh, surgical training in the United States. Okay. And how long have you you been practicing as a a plastic surgeon? Uh, Since 99. Okay. Great. So it's about, um, well, it's quite a long time now. It's no? uh, going in the 19th year. <laughs> <laughs> and so did you move to London from America? I did, yes. Mm. After I graduated from the University of Miami, I my plan was to return to Greece and start my practice there. Mm. Uh, however, I did... Uh, uh, have some friends in London where I visited and mm. I got an offer to start uh, some work here mm. which back then was very attractive because I still felt I needed to spend some more time abroad and uh, London was really a very exciting and buzzing city yeah and that uh, what uh, that was what uh, attracted me to start a practice back then right and that was in 2001 that was 2000, actually. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that when you opened 111 Harley Street? So I opened the clinic in January 2001. So yeah. for the first year, I was working in another place in Knightsbridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I took over from another plastic surgeon who had his practice in Harley Street. Right. How did it all start? What drew you to, to opening the 
the, the practice? Uh, well, it was uh, a matter of um, finding a place where I could uh, really uh, put to work uh, all my knowledge. Mm. I mean, uh, plastic surgeons, uh, we go through a very vigorous training program mm. in the States. Uh, you feel more like a soldier. And when yeah. you graduate, you're kind of ready to go. Yeah. Uh, and uh, at that mo- point, uh, London was um, a place where um, needed, I think, places where people could have plastic surgery. Mm. Uh, and uh, it, it was basically a very fertile ground to open a clinic like that. Yeah. Would you say that plastic sur- being a plastic surgeon is a very creative job? Yes, it is. Yeah. I mean, the more creative you are, I think the easier it gets to to uh, make plans and uh, treat patients. And yeah. I think that's one of the things that attracted me to the specialty, mm. that it doesn't follow a specific um, uh, blueprint. Mm. You have to create one with mm. every patient. Do you develop a style, would you say, as a plastic surgeon? You do. Mm. And you have preferences and you have things that you like and yeah. things that you don't like or techniques that you use more than others. Yeah. Uh, as it goes. Yes. And how would you describe your style? Well, I, I like to be meticulous. I like to, to make uh, uh, most of my plan before uh, an operation. I like to discuss it uh, uh, very um, in depth with my patient. I want them to be involved. Mm-hmm. I want them to make decisions with me mm-hmm. and I help them make these decisions. Yeah. And I, I, I've read that you're, um, that you're very into a, a natural look. That's what you like to do. Is that correct? I do. I think uh, my goal is to really give people uh, what they feel they have lost through the years. Uh, Most people don't want to change. Uh, Mm -hmm. There are some cases where there are some reasons where people would like to change or they need to change Mm -hmm. appearances. So there's a transformative aspect sometimes, is there? There is, yes. yes. Um, But most of the times people want to feel uh, younger again. Yeah. So do people often come to you with unrealistic expectations? <laughs> yeah, sometimes they do. Although I have to say that uh, in um, the, uh, this uh, day and age, uh, people are very well informed. So most of the people have a pretty good idea what can be achieved and what not. Mm. However, occasionally, I still find people who have unrealistic expectations, people who either dream of something that cannot be achieved mm. or who... Um, have a notion about what they they want that is, is not there. Yeah, um, how do you let them? Do you have to let them down gently? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I I try to to guide them. Yeah. I, I try to give them advice as best as I can. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yes, there's no reason to be harsh about it. I don't yeah. think most people understand it once you explain it to them, yeah. and they appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, I was amazed at the variety of procedures and treatments that you offer at your practice. Would you say that you're a one-stop shop for medical aesthetics? <laughs> well, I wouldn't call it like that. However, <laughs> I think it's important f- for a patient who steps into a clinic that offers aesthetic treatments to have the choice. Mm. And a lot of uh, times uh, people uh, go to clinics with a very narrow um let's say, variety of what they can offer. And that can also lead to the wrong decisions where uh, in a place where you have more than one different plans for what you can do, then Mm. you can choose uh, the right treatment. Yeah, Uh, We believe that... uh, if a problem can be solved with non-invasive procedures, yes, that would be better than surgery. Yes. We always try to find the easiest pathway to um, um, making a patient happy. Because mm. you, were, I think you're one of the first people to advocate 
non-surgical if possible, won't you? I think I read. I, I did see the the, the the emergence of non-surgical treatments uh, back then in, mm. in, the, in the 90s as um, an opportunity to, uh, first of all, uh, tr- t- minimize the risks of mm. patients who want treatments uh, and also uh, take down the, the recovery time and mm. uh, pain and uh, yes. recovery. Yeah. I mean, is it, is it more possible now because of technology for, um, to address anti-aging with, with, with non-surgical procedures, would you say? It is. It mm. is. And it's, it's a growing um, a part of our specialty. There's a lot of research, both from doctors and companies, about uh, devising uh, new techniques, about new products, mm-hmm. new ingredients. Uh, when when I first graduated, there was the basic filler. We all know what fillers yeah. are now. Uh, was uh, really a, a very unsatisfactory product. It would give very very mediocre results. Mm. Whereas now we have a pleiad of, of products we can use that are safe and they give very good results yeah and is it co- co- constantly evolving the technology i mean what would you how does technology affect the complexion in terms of like you know how does it is it com- constantly changing and developing it is it is uh, technology plays a major role in what we do mm. uh it's uh, something that uh, the companies work together with the doctors. A lot of doctors are involved in the te- in the research, and um, we update uh, all uh, this information through conferences and meetings. Mm-hmm. Uh, one needs to really be um, always looking for what's new as mm-hmm. as as the products improve. Right, um, you look great. Do, what do, what treatments do you do on yourself? <laughs> 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 well, thank you. I think I I. Try to keep a, a healthy lifestyle. As as we get older, I think we don't get away with uh, <laughs> some of the vices we could uh, actually excuse to ourselves when we we're younger. Uh, so I try to stay healthy by um, exercising as much as I can, um, eating healthy and um, not smoking. Uh, not smoking. That's <laughs> like a big my, one. Like myself. <laughs> um, so I wanted to ask you, um, we're witnessing at the moment a really big cultural shift um, in in many attitudes, particularly attitudes towards women. And I was wondering if this has affected the kind of procedures that women are asking for these days and whether it might be a less sexy look or have you noticed any any changes in that in that area? Uh, yes, uh, the, the, the demands for surgery have become... Um uh, more uh, of a natural look. Mm. More um, patients are really uh, emphasizing how they don't want necessarily to be uh, perceived as having had plastic surgery. Right. So they want the, an enhancement, but not to an extreme. Right. Okay. And what would you say are your most popular proce- procedures or procedure at the moment? Well, from our surgical procedure, the top five would be uh, rhinoplasty, facelift, uh, breast enhancement, and liposuction. Okay. And are things like facelifts a lot, a lot more um, successful these days because of technology? Do they look a lot more natural than they used to? Because I mean, remember that look people used to have, you could always tell. Absolutely, yeah. yes. I, I think uh, here is a, uh, an area for the plastic surgeons who are really worked hard through their experiences to develop techniques that will restore the face in mm-hmm. a natural way without looking that underwent an operation. Right. And that's a very... Um, artistic uh, part of yes. uh, our profession. 
do you get when you're doing a facelift for example i've always got i've always wondered this about plastic surgeons do you get incredibly nervous uh, oh, <laughs> usually not. <laughs> well, I think I, I think it wouldn't be the right thing to get no. nervous as a surgeon before an operation. I, I get think, nervous about everything, so I'm like, I'm just, I don't think I have the nerve. I think it's a matter of learning how to respond to stress. We all go through stress uh, by getting ready for it and mm. by being prepared and by really anticipating problems and mm. uh, having solutions. And basically, that's what we do during an operation, making decisions after decisions uh, as uh, one step uh, follows the other. Yes. Okay, great. Um, so I want to talk to you a bit about men because the theme of this podcast series is the beauty of vanity now. And I note that your clinic has reported a 50% increase of men having non-surgical treatments year on year. Um, so is it true to say there is a dramatic surge in male vanity at the moment? Well, I have to say that, yes, men have, have de- uh, discovered aesthetic mm. treatments <laughs> and actually they're getting over oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're getting over the taboo that oh, a, mm. a man can, should not have uh, a, a treatment mm. so definitely we are there men are knowledgeable about what uh, they want and usually are very clear about uh, what they want to achieve um, can we say are they more vain now i don't think they're more vain i think they just want to look good they want to look healthy and they want to maybe compete uh, with uh, uh, younger people in the workplace as mm. well yeah okay i get that and do you think that um social media has altered our perceptions of beauty and vanity clearly so social media has played a major role uh, especially uh, with uh, the advent of uh, photography and uh, the uh, really the abundance of pictures of people we see, uh, mainly driven by uh, uh, VIPs mm. and uh, uh, celebrities. Right. I mean, talking of um, celebrities, I've I've read that um, the uh, and to- talking of social media as well. I've I've read that the the very the Insta Mega Victoria's Secret models are obsessed with some of your products and treatments. Is that true? It, it is true. <laughs> it is true. It was a you know a great a, ple- a pleasant surprise to see on Instagram a lot of these uh, <laughs> famous models using our products. Yeah, uh, uh, and uh, being very happy. I recently met a couple of them who. Um, gave uh, me uh, really uh, the satisfaction. Which ones? <laughs> <laughs> Martha Hunt. Oh, I know Martha. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. great. She's great. Yes. She's really very nice. And uh, I mean, one of the comments was that, you know, it makes their skin look great. And this is how they work. So yes. it's, it's just uh, great satisfaction for me to hear that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I just ha- have to ask you this question. You deal with just back to vanity quickly. You deal with vanity, I guess, on a day to day basis. Does it get exhausting dealing with people's vanity all day? <laughs> well, like anything else, I think there's uh, the simplest way to put it is good vanity and bad vanity. And I think mm. good vanity is what makes us look uh, um, healthy and uh, ready for the day and fresh and makes us feel happy about ourselves. It's about confidence. It's about self-esteem. And it's clearly a positive feeling. It's also mm. um, a sign that we are, we are social creatures we we want acceptance and this is one of the paramount uh, uh, human needs to be accepted so uh, our appearance is paramount to that Mm. Um, so 
achieving um, this kind of confidence, it's, I think, important. And mm. I think it goes definitely um, deeper than the skin surface. Mm. Yeah. Uh, however, when it gets too extreme and when it becomes an obsession, then it can be a problem. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, I think it's, it's the role of the doctor to, to try to put, to put some boundaries on that yeah. and to, to make it safe and uh, to di- direct um, patients mm. um, towards the right solutions. Yeah. Would you say that because of, there's, because of the pressure of social media that now is a time we have to feel more comfortable in our skins than ever? I think so. I think, you know, social media um, it's doing something uh, that we, we, we just recognize now, which is really with democratizing mm. what is accepted as values on a lot of different things. Mm. And one of them is how we look. And yeah. this is how oh, yeah. you <laughs> discover, um, for example, uh, prototypes of, of beauty that before would never be considered mm. as beautiful. But now they are and they have the followers and they have yeah. uh, the groups, which I think is great. Mm. But, you know, the unrealistic version of beauty on so on Instagram, for example, do people get confused between that's what they look like on Instagram and what could poss- be possible, possibly achieved through coming to see someone like you. Well, that's definitely, <laughs> yes, that's a pitfall we need to avoid, especially mm. younger people can yeah. really, um, be misguided by that. Obviously, obviously, a lot of these pictures are taken with a lot of makeup and filters and uh, technology that eliminates flows. Mm. Um, and... Um, I, I, I have uh, uh, seen an increase on younger people who want this kind of uh, mm. type of uh, results, the mm. clarity, as we call it. Mm. And, uh, so you're seeing an increase in younger patients? I do. Yeah. Yes, and do you send have. some of them away? Uh, I do, <laughs> yes. Uh, or I try to find simple solutions like starting on a good skin care and yeah. taking care of the skin and yeah, because I guess some people now. come to you for acne and all sorts of things that for that younger people. Acne is a big have. problem. Yeah, yeah, it's a, approximately thirty percent of the uh, women I see have some kind of uh, type of acne. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's a great um, um, opportunity for me to try to solve a problem that can become worse in the future just by starting on some uh, skincare or some um, uh, non-surgical treatments. Yeah. Great. Okay, so I want to want to move on to the skincare now. So I have to. I first became aware of your products. I think when I first tried the CO two crystallizing energy mask uh, a few months ago, and I'm I'm actually a stylist in my day job, and I went on a fashion shoot the next day after I'd used it in the evening and everyone everyone i'm not i'm not lying everyone commented on my skin everybody and i was like wow this is like like my new desert island product um so and i can't live without it so um tell me how you first developed your product line well as i say it's a a side effect of my practice as a surgeon uh i in my early days i was looking for a product that would help my patients heal quicker mm-hmm. and better after surgery, especially after facelifts. Uh, as you know, one of the main problems we have is patients don't have enough time to recover after surgery. Mm-hmm. So anything you can do to accelerate healing is important. And at that point, I was using different uh, brands and different uh, ideas uh, that I was only modestly uh, happy with um, and eventually I, I had the good luck to meet uh, two scientists who helped me de- develop uh, my first uh, product uh, 
which was the healing serum. Mm. So that was uh, that's a pro- product I still use in my clinic. Mm. Uh, I give it uh, to patients undergoing surgery, and they uh, use it for the first six weeks mm-hmm. on their skin, uh, and makes quite a bit of a difference, I think. Is that the Y theorem? It's actually a heal. We call it a healing a serum. Healing serum. Okay. It's not Sorry. for sale. It's okay. only. Uh, given to patients in the clinic. Mm. And that's the one that they were all coming back for, for more for. That's like right. Oliver Twist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what uh, started it, really. Yeah. And, and the Y theorem is the evolution of this product to oh, a product that can be used day to day. Right. So Y theorem was your original product, was it? It is. And it's yeah. a version of that. Exactly. Okay. Um, and tell me about this interesting space connection. <laughs> So the, <laughs> the space connection is that uh, the two scientists who helped me develop the first uh, product used to work in space um, well-being, let's say. They were responsible for the well-being of astronauts in the Soviet program. Mm. So they were responsible for the diet, the supplements, and the skin. Mm. And um, the, the implication there is that uh, space can be a very harsh environment for the skin. Uh, skin uh, doesn't have the filtering uh, protection from the atmosphere out there, so it gets uh, a lot of ultraviolet and cosmic radiation. Mm. On top of other things, other physiologic changes that the body undergoes in space where there's no gravity, um, so aging is accelerated. So astronauts were coming back looking haggard, were they? They do. And okay. I mean, uh, actually, <laughs> I'm not going to do that job. <laughs> <laughs> the changes of the skin is yeah. only just, uh, you know, the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. There are a lot of changes that the body undergoes. For example, we get osteoporosis, oh my God. Um, heart uh, problems, and so on. And this is um, uh, why a lot of medical... Uh, let's say um, new ideas come from research that uh, uh, scientists do in space. Right. Okay. And um, I guess it's a bit like an air hostess that you know that's whose skin dries out at thirty-five thousand feet because they they always tend to look quite like dry. The skin people that fly a lot, I think it's a similar thing, isn't it? Sure. Yeah. Yes. The the air is yeah. uh, it's, it's very dry. It's recycled. Yeah. Um, and uh, the skin needs special attention and special products and ingredients to stay. healthy healthy. Yeah. And that's where the knowledge of these scientists was uh, so important in uh, really helping me uh, create the first product. Mm. And was there a, there was um uh what's the name of the of the formula, the patented formula that you that you arrived at through this research? Uh it's called NACY2. Okay. And it's a complex of ingredients that uh, contain um products that uh, have strong antioxidants. Um one of them, NACY2, uh, helps the body create glutathione, which is the master antioxidant. Mm-hmm. It's really the most important act- antioxidant in our skin, right. which means it will protect us from uh, any damage of, from the sun, pollution, stress, mm. and uh, help reverse aging signs on the skin. Okay, and is this formula in most of your products? It is. Right. Yes, it's the cornerstone of our products. Okay. Even and some of our cleansers have it. Oh, really? Absolutely. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I've been, like, studying your ranges, and I mean, they're quite daunting at first, let's be honest, because there's quite a lot of, of collections, and there's lots of products. So I've been kind of looking into it. I guess you would be you'd go to Harvey Nichols or you'd go to your practice and someone would guide you through what you needed for your particular skin type, I would imagine. Um, Because you've got, I think, is it five different um, ranges within your your line? Yes, that's right. And they are intensive, reparative, regenerative, prescriptive 
and treatment. Is that correct? It is correct. Yeah. And uh, I mean, this is now our sixth year since we launched our line. Uh, and um, one of the things that we're really enjoying is developing new products mm. and uh, working together with the team, A, to understand what are the needs of the consumers and mm. be trying to find um, medical grade ingredients that will make a difference in the skin. Mm. Okay. And there's there's a new product launching soon, I believe, called Clarity. Yes. Is that correct? And what's what's the difference with that product? Well, we, we feel that, you know, as you already mentioned, uh, that uh, there is a very clear demand for people to have a clear looking skin without any fl- without any uh, acne without any breakouts um, we feel that this is a very very common problem affects uh, approximately one third of uh, the people uh, and that's not only younger people but also uh, acne has a comeback a lot of times in mm. um, uh, later stages due to hormone changes and pollution mm. and clarity is a line that focuses on that and basically eliminating blemishes and clearing the skin and make it look um, really luminous mm. okay um, and I was looking at the list of products that you can actually buy in Harvey Nichols and some of them just sound so intriguing like there's a, a rose gold mask tell me about that so the rose gold mask is one of the most popular masks. It's um, a mask that contains uh, uh, 24 karat gold. Um, gold has been found to be an anti-inflammatory mm. and clarifying. Uh, so it actually has gold in it. It does, yeah. yeah. Uh, together with a lot of other things, it also contains um, uh, silk amino acids, which are very important for moisturization, mm-hmm. and a licorice extract, which is a very gentle a brightening substance. Mm. Okay, and that, this is quite popular with celebrities and models, I, I believe, this, this, this mask. It is, and <laughs> one of the comments that I got from them is that it helps them apply makeup and uh, yeah. do their job much better afterwards, so it doesn't leave a residue. No. As, uh, so that's and it looks quite pretty when it's on. <laughs> Especially on this top model. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've talked about the CO2 crystallizing energy mask, which is amazing, everybody. Um, one other product I'm interested read about um, that I know a lot of women I know and some men would probably be very intrigued by is the miso infusion lip mask and plumping duo tell me about that one well that that was really uh, one of the most difficult products to develop uh, my um, my thinking was that a lot of uh, women I see want fuller lips and Mm -hmm. um, I was uh, trying to find a product that will help them maintain full lips and healthy looking lips and uh, lips have a different type of skin Mm. than the rest of our face uh, and gets drier and it gets damaged from the sun uh, but it doesn't receive the same attention because we cannot apply the same creams we apply on the skin on the lips Um, and uh, unless you buy a lip balm there's nothing else really but they dry my lips out lip balms a lot of them exactly because they're very basic yeah so we created this product and it was a challenge we couldn't put all the ingredients we needed to put in one so we created it as a duo so basically in the pot there are two different things mm. um, the first one is similar to a balm so it will give um, uh, fullness uh, it has some specific ingredient uh, called volume lip that actually contain microspheres uh, mm. full of um, substances that can give some fullness to the lips. Mm-hmm. And the second is a mask. So it will be applied over it and it will seal the balm 
onto the lip, making the effect last for many, many hours. Mm. And it will repair the lips from the sun damage. It will give them hydration mm-hmm. and protect them from pollution as well. And is it are the results like instant when you use that? I would say yes. Yeah. I, especially with this product, it's something that um, you can see an effect almost immediately. Mm, great. It feels like your um, your skincare brand is constantly evolving. Is it is it exhausting to keep up with constant changes in skincare technology? It definitely feels that it's in a very um, fast paced rhythm, mm. uh, starting from uh, uh, six years ago with uh, me and uh, two scientists, and now having a team of over twenty five people uh, working constantly on the logistics of that, the research and uh, so on has uh, uh, changed the whole company, of course. Mm. But it's also very exciting. We we still get very excited when we get together and try to discuss. Like kids you know, in a the candy p- store. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Plus we get to try them. Yeah, okay, exactly. <laughs> Hello. Uh, benefits of the job. Um, what's your favorite product then for you, that you love the most? Uh, well, I still feel that the, the Y theorem is a, a all-rounder. It has uh, most of the things that we need. So if you needed to use only one product... Uh, you could just use that. You can just use that. Mm. Uh, but very close to that comes the retinol oil, which mm. is, uh, I feel, m- more than skincare. It's really more than medication for the skin. It's mm. you know a very rich uh, retinol that doesn't irritate the skin because of its formulation. Um, so a very finely balanced product that actually can heal the skin and mm. uh, make it look younger. Great. And the, you say you can use the Y theorem um, serum with other things. Can you use that instead of a moisturizer or do you use it with a moisturizer? Uh, it's, it's a highly moisturizing product. So you can use it on its own? You can. Yeah. Great. Okay. So I want to move on to talk about another branch of your empire, which is 111 Cryo at Harvey Nichols, um, which I have done after Barry's boot camp in Notting Hill. I've run down through Kensington Gardens and gone straight in. And I have to say it's fantastic. Um, And I wish I could do it more. Um, What inspired you to create 111 Cryo at Harvey Nichols? Well, actually, it's uh, something I remember very well. I was in a trip in uh, New York, a business trip. I was jet lagged. I was tired. I had, like you, run in uh, high in uh, Central Park, and right. I was on top <laughs> of glamorous. everything else, <laughs> <laughs> feeling very tired. And mm. uh, I had read about cryo. Uh, there was a place. Um, in Manhattan that uh, I went and I visited and it was just uh, an eye-opener. Mm. Uh, within two and a half minutes that the treatment took, I was completely transformed. Mm. I didn't feel tired anymore. I was full of energy. Mm. And um, on top of everything, I, I felt happy too, in mm. a strange way. So I th- did some research on it and I realized that this is a treatment that has a lot of potential. Mm. Can we tri- just describe what it is? So basically um, what we... Uh, would call this treatment is uh, whole body cryotherapy mm. is the actual um, walking into a very cold chamber uh, for a short amount of time usually between two and a half to three minutes uh, the temperature is typically between minus 90 to minus 150 mm. celsius wow depending on the technology used uh, which has one purpose uh, to bring uh, your uh, surface skin temperature to a very low level and uh, kickstart the metabolic uh, response of your body. Mm. Okay, and so the thing is you go in 
when I went, I went. I think I went in for three minutes, and I think I was. I had Beyonce on because you can put, put whatever music on you want. True. Yes. I don't know why it was Beyonce. Not really my thing normally. And um, there was a trainer, personal trainer, mm-hmm. outside the glass. Yes giving me exercises to do and i think it was great because i don't know if i'd be, I'd, be, I'd have been able to stick it just standing there on my own you have to do something don't you when you're in there well i think that's that's what we did i mean we took a treatment that um when i had the treatment in new york it was quite daunting it was uh, you know a, a closed sauna i wouldn't describe it yeah uh, steam would come out and uh, there was no music and um as adventurous as i was i at the beginning, I had to be. I was quite nervous about the treatment. So we thought that this is a great treatment, but how do you make it into us uh, into a pleasant experience? Yeah, and that's what we did. So mm. we, we we have a clear um, chamber. So mm. there's a visual contact with uh, an instructor mm. who is usually a physical therapist. So he will help you do exercises while you're in this yes. room. Uh, listen to. The Beyonce. music you choose. It doesn't have to be Beyonce, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> and basically, uh, carry you through this uh, through these three minutes mm. uh, in a very very um, pleasant way. Mm. I have to say, because when you come out, you feel amazing. And I had to laugh because I read that it releases endorphins similar to those that you receive after sexual activity. And I was like, okay, well, I don't have to worry about that anymore. (laughs) That complication's gone. (laughs) It it is true. It is true. It it does release endorphins. It's good for, um, apart from being feeling happy, it's about Mm. um, releasing, uh, relieving from pain Mm. uh, from um, muscular activity or from joint. Problems mm. and are there any visible benefits from cryotherapy? Immediately, a lot of people re- report that the skin feels better. Mm. Right. I think there are two responses to the skin. The one is the immediate uh, response to the cold temperature, and the second is the the toning of the muscles that mm. uh, are under the skin on the face. Yeah. So uh, it's almost like a lifting experience. Yeah. And there's also at the same at Harvey Nichols where the cryo chamber is. There's also you can also have a facial, can't you? Tell yes. me about that. Well, the facial is. Um, performed with a different machine that um, applies cold air to uh, the face Mm -hmm. together with the application of some select products uh, that are um, carefully um, chosen to give the maximum results. Uh, So the treatment usually takes 20 minutes Mm -hmm. and it's one of the favorites uh, for people who are going to do a show or mm. it's like an to express be yeah. yeah yeah exactly yeah and it's Very instantly cool. you look it's instantly like a sort of brightening freshening Ex- look exactly yeah. it is great okay great so um i want to just ask you i want to move on to what's what's going to happen next so i wanted to ask you how you see the future of beauty evolving well the beauty um evolves um Faster and faster, it's something that uh, more and more people understand. It's becoming actually, uh, from being a luxury thing for some select people who could afford it, is actually there for everybody. Uh, it's also swifting, and I'm glad for that, from um, intervention to prevention. And I think uh, the younger generation gets that, and they mm-hmm. want to do things to prevent things from, from looking bad mm-hmm. instead of running uh, to, to, to take care of them after they happen. Um, and also, in terms specifically in the skincare business, mm. uh, there is a clear preference now for products like ours that they have some um, scientific background mm. uh, and some uh, sound uh, use of ingredients to mm. give solutions to specific problems. 
So I will see more and more of that. Great. Okay. And finally, um, I can't let you leave before asking this. And please be honest. What procedures or treatments would you recommend for me? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is your first podcast consultation, Dr. Yanis. Well, I, I, I can say that you're in very good shape, despite uh, you. that you have admitted to me that I'm holding my stomach. Smoking. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, you know, continue doing what you're already doing. Uh, I think, uh, you know, using a good skincare is, is, is important for all of us, and I would definitely do that. Great. Um, but I can't think of anything else. Thank more you, dramatic. Yeah. Well, then hopefully I won't have uh, always have a face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Dr. Yanis. That was fantastic. My pleasure.